Welcome to track number 16 of Obligations of Christians to Use Means for the Conversion of the Heathen. Wow! Are you as excited as I am? What a blessing. Sit down. Well, we are really blessed today. Do you cherish these moments? Um, from the time that I became a Christian, a born-again Christian, I went to a church with a born-again pastor. <laughs> That's my pastor. Since my salvation... When I say salvation, I used to go to church on Sunday, but I wasn't saved. I wasn't born again. When I, when I gave my life to Jesus, and the sister called Betty, said that she's going to take me, yeah, Betty, she said she's going to take me somewhere. I said, I was used to following her, wherever she says. She has only taken me to good places. She said, what a shepherd. How many are going to shepherd somebody by the rope and carry the person? Yeah. So she said, where we are going, we are going on Saturday afternoon. So instead of going home for, uh, what do we call it in school? Exiat. Yeah, she's going to take me somewhere. So she took me to a place called Action Center. Right now, that place, that place used to be an international student's hostel. And uh, people like Tabo Mbeki, president of uh, South Africa, they all stayed there. And it was a small hostel, uh, small, a hostel, I think some little, little rooms. And then there was a small, what do you call it, kind of, yeah, a hall. But it was only armchairs, two on the left and two on the right. And then a small aisle in the middle. But they said that a pastor had come. I don't know. I didn't know why they were taking me there. But they said we are going. So I said okay. What is the. Yeah that's the art of following. What, what is the use. What hope is there of a goat. Walking from Tamale to Accra. Without a shepherd. Is there any hope. Yes. So those of you who are difficult goats, be careful. Don't resist. So when she took me there, then I saw these pastors who had come from Nigeria recently wearing white shoes. <laughs> and there was Pastor Nick. That's how we called him in those. Pastor Nick. Yeah. He wasn't even married. Yeah, he wasn't even married. So, Joel, you are not even in the picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, that was a powerful Saturday. I used to go to the race course on Saturdays. And now I have found another place to go on Saturdays. And we started to go. I don't know if we went Sunday at that place. But then we kept moving. And I, from the time that I went there, you know, I was already in school, so holidays. And I kept on going from that hostel. We moved to, um, we moved to, we moved to his uh, we moved to the diplomatic shop, his father's house. His father was, I think, an ambassador or something. So we had a big house at the airport. And then he, he converted a section of the house. Yes, his father's house. He converted three corridors. One going this way, 
the one going this way, one going this way, then he'll stand in the middle, then we'll be here, we'll be here, and we'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> way making. Was making a way for the church. Yes. You see, where the Holy Spirit is, you ne- I mean, it is as I re- recall and recount that I even remember like we were sitting in a corridor. It never occurred. We, we were in a powerful place. Yes. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. We were blessed. I remember sitting at the back there. The back, I was at the back. The back wall is here. And I was there. And you see. And I remember one time he announced that Jerry Savelle and other international Americans were always coming to that corridor. Start a church in a corridor and start inviting. Huh? <laughs> is God going to wait in vain for you to start a church? Yeah. And from there, we went to um, uh, Teacher's Hall in town. We moved to Teacher's Hall. And then at that time, I was also in the university by then. So I was still going. I used to take a bus full of people. I would organize a bus, including Bishop Eddie. Bus, I organized a bus that we are going to a church. That is good. Just as my shepherd Betty carried me, I was now carrying people there. Yes, I took my sisters to church there. My sisters, all of them, I took them to church on Sunday. Came sit down here. This is a church. The other one we were going, we were not told that we have to be born again. So this is the right place to be. From teacher's hall, then we came, I think, to association school. Then I think we also built, I say we because it is, it is it's equally my church. And we built a long hall at the same airport place. And we were in it. Ora Roberts came there. Yes. Ora Roberts came to that room. It's now a shop, I think. I saw them. Yeah. Diplomatic shop. <laughs> hey. I, I was in the church when he was arrested. They shaved him. He came to church with a hat. Yes. He was arrested. They shaved revolution times. Wore a hat. And came. Powerful hat. I don't know why he's no more wearing that hat. <laughs> so many things. Then one day he said that we are going to build a church. At the. We have, he has got a land. In the bush. Yes. So, we are going there to start building there. And I think by that time, we had also started, I think, we was, I, think I was at Kolebu. But I, but I, I was at the canteen. Yeah. So, but I came. I came for the day that we were doing the sword cutting. Archbishop Idahosa came. Yes, from Nigeria for that service. It was wonderful. I was so happy when we went out to the field and he, he spoke, cut the sword, told the people that those who build God's house, God will build houses for them. I'll never forget that because I also say that all the time. Build a house for God. God will build a house for you. Yes. So, it's been a long time. Anything that I'm doing, Archbishop has always come there, you know, just to come there and to see what, whatever I say. Just come. Like right now, he's not coming to preach or anything. He's just coming to, to, see, to see us. Yes. He's just coming to see us. If he, if he says anything, you are blessed. It's bonus. It's bonus. It's extra. Yes. It is a blessing. Papa, we say thank you. I say thank you for everything I've done from the time that my father died 
You were the only pastor who darkened the door of my house with your shadow by coming there. No Ghanaians who say we are traditional, we're funeral, funeral. Nobody. That's why this is when I see they say they are doing funeral. I say it's not my tradition. Those things I don't have that tradition. No pastor stepped there. Yes. But he was there. He came there. When our yeah, when our when our crisis came at Collegono, when I called him in the morning, immediately, okay, he's come, he's on the way. He said, I'm on the way, I'll meet me here. I was in, I was, I called him early in the morning, I'll be there. Then he met me somewhere, we met, and then he started making calls. It's a blessing. You see, some of you, you've quarreled with people you should never quarrel with all your life. Yes. You, those of you who break relationships, friendships, you walk away, you make it difficult for the person or to relate. It's, a, it's one of the mistakes of your life. Yes. I'm happy. I mean, I don't have, I, I'm, I'm happy. The church that I went to when I got saved, you know, one day I, I went to another church. I don't want to mention the name of the church. I went, there was a program going on, and I met a pastor. I said, oh, you are all, oh, you, you guys are all living action now. You're all coming. I said, me, living action? For what am I living action? Living any action, I just came here today for some a program. I've never left action since I joined. That's been here. If you, if I was not in action, I, you, I, he would not be here. <laughs> Give the Lord a, a kind of. What a blessing. When I, when I uh, wrote a book, the first time I wrote a book, the first time, he came and dedicated the books. Then when I wrote my book, Loyalty, which is everywhere in the world today, he came again and prayed over the book and dedicated the book yeah, it's a blessing. So we are we are just blessed. Are you know how you just at this, as I run it's, it's okay. We are blessed. We cherish the moments. Amen. So Papa, we are we want to say thank you for coming around. He's come around to look around to see all that is happening, pray over us. Pray for me for un- finishing anointings. Hey! <laughs> you, you, Onapo! <laughs> what a blessing. Now, I want to say that to all of us, those of you who are prone to quarreling. Do you get it? There are people that God brings into your life, it's a lifelong relationship and it's a blessing if you read my book uh, Dangerous Sons you see a story of a man with a tree a boy when he was a boy when he became a teenager when the tree was always a blessing to him even to the end when he died the tree became a coffin yes first he used to play under the tree and then it became a source of how to build his house then he became oranges to sell for business. Then he became a wood for his house. Until he, he was tired as an old man. He used to come and sit there for shade. So he died and it became a coffin. So the house was relevant throughout the changing scenes of life. Not just, some of you, you feel like I am I'm ready. That's why Peter fell. He said, I'm ready to go. When Jesus was once said, Jesus, I'm ready to go. And I, there are two things I know. He said, to prison, to death, no problem. These ones, I'm okay with them. <laughs> he fell there. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, are you ready? You are ready for what? <laughs> you, you, you came with that, Bishop. You here. Learn what I'm saying. It applies to you too. Because I've seen a lot of people working with him and leave him. 
It's an evil spirit. Walk with him, listen to him, enjoy him. And then when the time comes, you just get up. So, we are, I'm off. No, don't kneel down. Do, stay permanently. Don't kneel down. Kneeling down is not going to help. Stay permanently. Yes. No, I mean it. I, I, I can't lie to you. I've been around for a long time. You, the things I'm describing, you were not born. Were you born? Yes. There are people who prayed. You know, there's something that he has. You see people praying in his house. You see him taking kubola boys and turn them into pastors. Yam sellers. And he'll make them into pastors. Kubola boys, he make them into pastors. Take them abroad. Get visas. Take it. Everything. Shine them up. You show them how to, how to even be a family man. He has always been a family man. Always. Always. Since I knew, when, when he even, when he first got married, he was staying in the boys' quarters. He made the boys, small boys' quarters very nice, air conditioned, everything. With carpet in a small, when you go, you say, I would like to be this house boy. <laughs> I tell you. And he's training you, or coming here, and all that. But, it is about being faithful. A, ser- a servant is not forever, but a son is forever. He will never leave you no matter what. And that's something that you guys have to learn. So as you've come, God, you see Francis, he has been here for many years. That's how come I know him. He has, he's always here. He's always here. He, he never goes. There have been so many things. He's still here. Faithful. But there are people I can't say that. So as I see you now, you are new. He's bringing you on a tour. Why should he even bring you? It's a blessing. So you know you need to cherish you need to cherish him and all that he's doing. And you know it is not only your biological son who is your son. No. Paul said, My son Timothy. He's, he hadn't got a wife. Oh, somebody said Paul and Silas his wife. Silas is not a woman. Paul and his wife Silas. His wife was not Silas. Silas was also a pastor. Timothy, Titus, and this guy, they were not related to him biologically. But they were sons. He called them my son. And the sign of a son is that a son is forever. So those of you who are calling, using that word, Papa, it's not even a name I usually even refer to him. It's, it's not by the name you, you call the person. That's why I said they shouldn't kneel down or carry Bibles or act humble. The reality is in the permanence and the real the real, what do you call that? You see that this part of this man's family that is the reality. It's not about holding Bible, looking humble bending down all this show of outward whatever. It's not what we need. Yeah. It's through through the changing scenes of life. Yeah. Just being as a a humble, around person. Yeah, flowing. Not trying to, I, I know as much as you know. I, you are here and I'm here. You are, you are on the Spinters Road, I'm at Tetequashi. Or you are at Spinters Road and I'm at uh, 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 Airport Road. You are at this road and I'm at this road. You have a church, America, I also have a church. You are this and I'm this. What is this? Where do you learn it from? Ask your neighbor, I hope you don't have that training here. <laughs> You know, there's an old, old lady who joined our church. She's now almost getting to 90. One day, you know, there was a guy who was in our church and he left the church. And he went just down, Kolibu, down and started a church there. When I spoke to her, she said something I've never thought about it. There's, you know, she's this type of English-speaking people. Speak English in a way type of person. <laughs> She said, she said, that guy who has gone down the road 300 meters, he said, that guy, he's trying to say, then she used this phrase, she said, he's trying to say, I'm as good as you are. Yes, I'm as good as you are. She said, that's the meaning of what he's doing. Yes. She told me, she said, that's the meaning of that thing in English. I'm as good as you are. <laughs> yes. 
I'm as good as you are. And some of you, you may have that spirit speaking to you. I'm as good as you are. I'm as good as you are. Yeah. That is the spirit of Lucifer. Yes, he said, I'm as good as our sins. I'm coming there. He said, message, God, I'm coming to get you. You know how Rambo called when Rambo was coming to catch the guy at the end of the film? Rambo called the guy and said, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Maddox, Maddox, I'm coming to get you. That is what Lucifer. <laughs> Jehovah, Jehovah, I'm coming to get you there. Hey! as good as you are. You see, that lady with her English, she explained it in a way, I'm as good as you are. It's an evil spirit. There's nothing like that. Even if you do anything, there is, there is nothing like I'm as good as you are. What is as good as you? It's an evil spirit. No, we, we want you to do great things. No matter how great what not you do, there is nothing like I'm as good as you can never be greater than your father. Yes, your father, even if your father is the, is the, is the poorest man in the world, you are not as great as if your father who brought you into this world. All the sons who forgot, Charlie, guys, hear me, you. You are not the first people. You know, a lot of people, sometimes they don't like me when I talk like this, but I don't really care. You know that I don't really care. Isn't it? If I care, I wouldn't say. Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> oh, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I've even forgotten what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, they sat just like this. And I, I become inspired. I start talking about it. 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 Yeah. One day I met a pastor. He used to pray in Archbishop's room, house. He used to pray downstairs. You know, his old house, we had three sets of furniture. One here, one here, and one here. And they used to pray here. Here. Do you see where I'm talking about? There. (laughs) And one of them had a ticket to travel abroad. Yeah. And he he would take you to the embassy, this and that. Because he knows ambassadors. There are times that I need some help. I will call him. He will call ambassadors and so on. He will call them for me. He will call the ambassador of this country. Speak to him. Call the ambassador of this country. Speak to him for me. And that is what he, he, he's done for some people. Take them abroad. Only for them to write letters. That, that guy, he used to, he wrote a long letter to him. He said, I, you have not done anything for me. Yeah. You have not done anything for me. Those who forget. <laughs> Those who leave you. Hey! Those who are what? Those who accuse you. Those who pretend. Those who are dangerous sons. <laughs> yeah. And then he wrote a letter. You have not done anything for me. This and that and that and so many things. Long letter. He wrote it to him. Yes. All that he did was to lift up his hand like this and say, The wind is against him. Yes. Yes. What a wind. When it began to blow. It's not, you see, it is not what I'm, like, theoretical, whatever. It's what I've seen it before. Testimonies. When the wind started to blow, I met him at a shop. One day, he had gone shopping with his wife. Yes, he was planning to live happy. The shop was not for clothes. It was for cooking pot and household items to make the home nice. It was a special shop for that. And he has filled the trolley up to here and overflowing and they were pushing it. 
So when I saw him, I was my pastor. I, I just thought, I said, hey, the guy whom the wind is against, he's doing shopping. <laughs> I, I will tell you to be careful of him. Yes, and of your mishandling of the opportunities and the, the, the blessings. Don't be angry with him. I'm speaking out of love. The wind began to blow. It blew away those pots. They, have been, they were blown away. <laughs> the household was blown away. The wife was blown away. The, the wife he was walking was blown away by the wind. The children were blown away by the wind. The, the, the visa that he had to that country was blown away. The church members were blown. All the members were blown out. There was left nothing. Yes, what a wind. It's not a curse. You know, recently somebody called me and was asking me, please, have you cursed my husband? To call me, I said, me, have I cursed? How have I cursed? So we want to know whether they say curse. Nothing is working in our life. I said, how can I know whether I have cursed? I haven't cursed you. Are you not a man of God? Pray. <laughs> yes. Man of God, pray. Yes. <laughs> oh, now they're funny, but it's real. <laughs> yes. It's not a small thing. So it's a blessing, you know. I would, I would say something to, and I'm not saying this to just um, make you feel I'm saying good things. You know, I want to say something good to, no. But it takes humility for the Archbishop to be sitting here. Yes. That is one thing that I've also noticed over the years. Is the only pastor I've ever seen come to stand in church and say sorry mm. to the church. Yes, I was there. Not somebody told me. I was sitting there. I said sorry to the whole congregation. Yes. And look at him sitting here. Whatever we are doing, we are children here. Huh? And he has come to talk to us or just even see us. Is it not a blessing? So let us all learn. Amen. 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 And the relationship that you have today as a young person, in the years to come, it must be stronger and more deeper over the years. You should rather appreciate the person more and know that you have rather broken the friendship and the relationship. And then when you call, oh, don't mind him. Oh, that. It is what I've heard it before. Yes. That man, oh, that man, you know that. Yeah. Don't mind it. Oh, if you come near us, don't speak that way. We don't like such things. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, do you cherish these moments, Ida? How many cherish these times? Wow. together with our Savior Jesus, hand in hand, he and I. Let's cherish every moment Jesus gives to us. The time is passing by. I often pray when I kneel down. By my bedside, I ask the Lord to help me to obey his calling. If I could just please the Lord, I 
we want you to know we cherish these times of grace every time you visit just encouraging us we are blessed we cherish you we like you genuinely 
It's not that we are saying something now. We are very excited that you are around. Whatever you say to us, we are happy. We believe it is true. We believe in the prayers. We like the prayers. We like everything. Why don't you stand to your feet and welcome Archbishop. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five and tell them. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. The devil is a liar and so is his mother-in-law. Amen. Please be seated. It's, It's always humbling and moving to be with Bishop God. It is. Uh, I was I was just telling him that hearing the sound of the music and the dancing, the rhythm, the I felt this positive energy. Um, a divine current. You know? And some strong vibrations. And when you were dancing, I wanted to come and do something. I felt a move in my feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, mastering is one of the signs of maturity. So I said to myself, if I don't master myself, I will get on the floor there and do something. <laughs> but thank you for the performance. Thank you for the joy demonstrated, the music, the sound. Everything is so beautiful. And it takes me back to many years ago. You make me feel young again. I feel like my strength is renewed again. Hallelujah. So I'm excited. Thanks, uh, all of you. Please be seated. And, um, you know, somebody said something some time ago and said that um, this teaching of Bishop Dag on, uh, on loyalty and all that, you know, he was saying that if he was that loyal to you, why Lighthouse and why is he not still in action? And uh, I think I'm the only one who can answer that, not even him. Okay, he can answer that. You know, when Bishop Dark has always had this zeal for souls, and if you put him in a desert and a wilderness, he will make souls out of the desert and the wilderness. That, that, that is a passion no matter how far he's come in ministry, he's never lost. And I tell him sometimes that some of the places he goes to win souls, God hasn't anointed and called me to those areas at all, you know. But when he started at Kolibu, it was just a fellowship, you know. The thing, the motive and the reason and the heart was not a church. He started as a fellowship, reaching out, impacting all the doctors, the students at school and everything. But it had a potential <clears throat> to become a church. And that is what it became. And God dealt with me not to interfere with what was going on. Because God had a plan for it. 
And all that God did was to deal with me, to support him, and believe in the dealings of God with him. And that is one of the reasons why I've supported him over the years, to understand and to see what God is doing with him. And when I see what God has done and accomplished with him over the years, it gladdens my heart that I did not try or interfered with the process and with the dealings of God with him and what because he himself didn't have an idea of what lighthouse was going to become. It wasn't about a mega church at that time. It was about souls. That was all. It was about winning souls, having compassion for souls and leading people to Christ and pulling people together for the kingdom and for salvation and all that. But God had a plan and he was working it out. And all the rule I had to play was to just let God do whatever he had called him to do. And I'll give you an example so you can believe what I'm telling you. There's another preacher who used to be in action called Steve Mensah. He's very close to Bishop. Steve and his brother, Stanley, were in action years ago. Then they started this singing group. And then they go to the villages to evangelize. One time they invited me to Legon. For a meeting like this. And when I saw the gathering, the spirit said to me to tell them, this is not a fellowship, it's a church. So I told them, I said, Steve, in a J fellowship, ni so money. So I told him, you have to turn this thing into a church. It's not a fellowship. Then they did. Then they invited me again. Now when I came the second time, the spirit said to me, tell them to move out of this place. They will be kicked out and it will scatter the flock. So I told Steve, I said, Steve, I'll find a here. They are going to move you out of this place. So you need to find a place. And I said, Papa, it can't happen. They promised us they are giving us a place on campus. And I said, no, don't move you. He didn't believe me. Six months after, they wrote them a letter and asked them to leave the cafeteria. And they didn't have a place to go. So he came to me and said, we've been moved and asked to leave this place. We don't have a place to go. And we had a land. The land where they are now was one of my lands. So I took him there. And I said, move the church. Build here. Take it. Build. And... He came to me and said that his wife and the board are against the decision because the place was far from town. Like this place, you know. Nobody wants to come here. If you, are, if you saw this place in the beginning, you have no idea of what it was potentially, you know, possible to become. And today is great. We love it here. So he came to me and said that the wife and the board are against the whole decision and they can't move the church to that place. And he said, Papa, I can't get me drowning. So I said to him, I said to him, who is the shepherd and who is the sheep? And he said, he is the shepherd. So I said, if you are the shepherd, then lead the sheep. Don't let the sheep lead you. And that is how he took the challenge, we went there, broke the land, and spoke to the building to rise from the earth. <laughs> and I, I will be honest with you, by prophetically, if Bishop Doug has stayed in action, he and I wouldn't have been that close. And Lighthouse wouldn't have become what it is today. Lighthouse would have been buried. I'm telling you. I'm speaking as a prophet. God, the Bible says, he took us out that he might bring us in. So, I'm saying something here that among all the pastors from Pastor Issue that I led to Christ, to Christ Robert and Piakofi, people like Kwan um, who was my armor bearer, and I can give you names and names. Hear me carefully. Hear me. The, I can give you history. Everybody, there's nobody. The only one 
that came to my meetings, but he didn't stay in action, but he visited me every now and then was Mensah Otabel, when he used to stay in Ampiakufi's house, you know. But I can give you everybody's history. One of the reasons why some people don't like me is because I know everybody's history. And, but, but for once, when one of my pastors, you know, went to Kolebu to hold a crusade, and for whatever reason, he didn't, I think he had a problem with Bishop Dark. He, he didn't like Bishop Dark. And one of the things, Bishop Dark has always been this way. He, he's respectful, but he's not afraid of people. He's very... You know, he would just say it as it is, you know, and this guy, I believe, has some issues with him, and he tried to come between us, you know, but Bishop Dak came to see me in those days and said, I'm not happy about crusade being held at Kolebu, right where I am. I don't know anything about it. I still have a relationship with you, and I feel it's a conflict. What's going on here? You know, and... That thing cut through my heart, my heart like a knife. That was the first time, I mean, I felt this tension between us. But by God's grace, we worked it out and we pulled through it. And that guy is no more with me. You know, he became a heavy orangu. Big one. You know. But we pulled through it. And there was another one, the one he spoke about. He was somewhere in Switzerland. And he went in there, started church, and the church was doing well. They were over 150 at that time. And they started, he started fighting Lighthouse members, you know. So Bishop Dark came and said, what is this guy doing? He's creating problems for my guys, and I'm not happy about it. So I called the guy, and I said, listen, I'm not going to sacrifice my relationship with Bishop Dark for you. We've come a long way. So you are going to have to treat these Lighthouse people as family, other than that, I'll deal with you. He thought I was joking. And he kept on creating the problem. The second time, Bishop Dak told me what was going on. I just told him, take the name of action off the church and you are released. You're on your own. Take the church. I don't want it. I don't want one branch to cost me a relationship that I have built many, many, many years. I'm not going to let it go. So I left him anyway. The rest is history. I'm just saying these for you to understand that we've come a very, very long way. And the dealings of God with Bishop Dag is different from his dealings with you. And when he talks about a son abides in the house forever, he has always been with me. You know, even though the fellowship there grew, became a church, I've been part of everything over the years, by God's grace, and he has always been part of me. Um... Every birthday of mine, doesn't matter when I relocated to America for eight years, nobody sent me a card. Nobody, nobody remembered me but Bishop Dark. And you see, anytime God remembers you, he does something. God don't just remember you and leave it alone. He remembers you and he does something. And Bishop Dark will always remember when it's my birthday and send me a gift. It doesn't matter where I am. They'll find me. Lighthouse is everywhere. They'll find me. And how they find me, I don't know. You know? And he did something last year that really touched me. Every Christmas, 25th, he'll come by with his family and bless me. And last year, about 11 p.m., day about, I was almost dozing off. And the security called me and said, Bishop Doug is here with the wife. And I said, oh, at this time of the night, you normally don't come here at this time. So I said, let me come in. So I went down to see him, and he said, as my tradition is, every 25th, I bring you your gift. <clears throat> and I don't want to take it to my house. I don't want to sleep with it 25th. So I just wanted to bring you your gift before I go. I don't want to break the tradition. You don't know the volume that spoke to me on. He started tithing to me when he was in Achimota school. The things he preaches and he talks about is not 
the Stockholm. He's an embodiment of it. He walks it. He lives it. And he's a very, very serious person. When he comes to things, he's convicted about and he believes. It's no joke. And I think you people are very blessed and fortunate to have him. And to sit under his ministry. I'm telling you. It's a heavy blessing. And, and you know, to really cement my relationship with him, God gave me a son that looked just like him. Come on, stand, Joe. That, you know, the other, day, the other day we were talking and he said something and I laughed. He said, he said, I'm your son, but, you know, I'm really Bishop Doug and Lighthouse. And I said, oh, I see. <laughs> That's what he told me. I said, whoa, that is heavy. You know, and there are certain people and sons you impact their lives and sometimes it hurts to hear about their success because they've shown an attitude of ingratitude and ingratitude will cut you short you know gratitude gives longevity and there are some of the sons we've impacted i don't want to mention names and Sometimes when I look at them, I feel like, God, unless you remember me and make it up to me, I have a lot of regrets about some of these people. Because I remember from whence they came, and some of them, we have to risk our life to even help them to stand. And if we hadn't done something, they wouldn't have even lived, they would have died. But Bishop Doug is somebody that when I hear about him and when I see what God is doing, I tell my church people, I say, if you go anywhere in the world and we don't have a church there because action is not everywhere, I said, go to Lighthouse. Go to Lighthouse. And you know what happened? Most times when 